This is my best friend, Carolyn. And this is my best friend, David. We are a couple of vodka lovers. With a codependent relationship nearly a decade long. And this is Will Will and Grace and Vodka. Vodka. Cheers. What are we drinking today? Uh, We are on those same Bloody Marys Mm -hmm. (laughs) with the same Tito's because consistency is key, David. Uh, What episode are we talking about? We're on episode three, titled... Headcase, original air date, October 5th, 1998. And I do have a quick summary from Amazon Video. Oh, wonderful. Uh, When Grace moves in with Will, she complains that the guest bathroom is too small and suggests knocking the common wall down to create one big master bathroom, which results in Will having to confront his own issues on change and his ability to have a successful relationship. Mm Mm-hmm. It's heavy. What about IMDb trivia? Do we have any today? Uh, There is none. There was no trivia on this episode. Really? So shall we just dive right in? Let's just dive right in. (coughs) 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 Me, 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 me. More than that. Let's go. (laughs) All right. Well, we open in the now shared Will and Grace apartment. and they, we are we are in their separate bathrooms, mm-hmm. and we are playing. What song is this, David? Cheryl Lynn, "Got to Be Real," mm-hmm. disco classic. You know what it reminds me of? Hmm. Sex in the City. Really? Why? Because that's when Carrie falls on the runway. Isn't it the song? Is it? I mean, I believe you're the. See, you know what? You have that expertise. I don't. <laughs> well, Sex in the City is another uh, show that I could quote at you, but I could be wrong. But I'm pretty sure. That's what uh, Carrie is walking down the runway to. Um, question. Mm. Is that how women shave their legs? For those who maybe have not just recently watched it, she's sitting on the toilet wearing clothes, but her leg is exposed and she's got shaving cream down, like, basically, like, right above the knee down. And she's just, like, not in the bathtub. She's not really doing much she's just like got a razor and some shaving cream on her leg does that how women shave their legs it looks hard uh, uh, that is not how this woman shaves her legs I, uh-huh. I can't speak for all women but uh no i the last time i used shaving cream was probably when i was when this episode aired <laughs> and uh no i am a strictly in the shower quickly i guess i have to do this some days sure usually if i'm gonna wear pants <laughs> No. And certainly not in the morning before work. No. Not not if I'm not in the shower. I wouldn't, like... Because that's, like, 20 minutes. This also brings up the other the other thing that, like... First of all, they look far too good for it to be the morning. Right. And also... But, I mean, like, obviously it's Hollywood. <clears throat> but also, they have so much time in the morning. Well, they, they must run their own businesses. Yeah, but, like... So I guess they can go in whenever they want? Like... Ah, uh, true. That's real. Right. Uh, Grace walking out of the bathroom because she's screaming at Will because something Will is doing is bugging her. He's which is playing Cheryl Lynn's Got to Be Real. Right. And he's just singing along. What you think? To be real. I, how does it go? I don't know. She what? doesn't know the lyrics. Uh, but she <laughs> walks out of her bathroom with one leg fully encased in shaving cream. Uh-huh. And it's uh-huh. so funny. And I love that she feels okay with just going into his bathroom. Like, hey, listen, you're being real annoying. And I don't understand why she's so annoyed. She's annoyed because she, like, well, besides, she's annoyed because it's loud yeah. and her bathroom's too small. Which I have an issue with. We'll get there. Okay, yeah, me too. Uh, uh, she makes a Puff Daddy reference. Uh, I, I wrote that down too. <laughs> Girl, Puff Daddy. What? Maybe is he on now? Is he still <clears throat> P. Diddy? I don't know. Do we even know? Who cares? Honestly. No, not us. 
So she proposes to Will that they talk about their bathroom issues uh, after work. And then he opens her cabinet and a whole bunch of crap falls out. Yeah. Uh, also, just Grace, be better at organizing your cabinet. I know. Also, or... like, that is a perfectly reasonably sized bathroom. It really is. I have never lived in an apartment with a... It's twice the size of my bathroom currently. <laughs> right. Your bathroom is really small. My bathroom is super tiny and more than sufficient. And I am larger than Deborah Messing. Yeah. Significantly. Yeah. Uh, but she also has double D batteries, David. Why? So we're being we're being sex positive. It's it's all innuendo, but clearly she has a vibrator. I know. And she I makes like... that twitchy eye face, which is hysterical. I and I think I think it's great that the he fi- have... he's like, what are the double D batteries for? And she's like, mm, my water pick. And he goes, you don't have a water pick. And she goes, let's, let's just say I do. Say I do. <laughs> a little wink and a nudge. It's really cute. Yay, go nineties. <laughs> yeah, and I think hey, another Sex in the City thing is is Sex in the City was on now and mm-hmm. maybe it was you know getting okay it, it was clearly getting okay in, in mainstream television to be like yeah women they can do they can do the sex masturbate and, and masturbate mm-hmm. good for them uh, and then we transition to Will's office mm. with Jack coming in what does he say to Ellen the secretary uh, he says you're my best friend Call me every 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, thank you, love you. You're my new best friend. Call me every 10 minutes, which became kind of like a seminal catchphrase for yeah. a lot of people, at least in my life. Yeah. Call me every 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and what, what do they talk about? Oh, he says, Will is trying to get him to talk about something serious, and His Jack job. just goes... Job search. Job search. Yeah. Important. Jack should have a job. How does he not? Uh, right. Completely. <laughs> I mean, that is... That's where we cross over into, like, pure sitcom fantasy bullshit. Right. Like, the fact that a person could live the way that Jack lives without a job. It's right. insane. Uh, and he just kind of coyly says, take me to lunch. Yeah. And I just, I think that's such a cute moment. It's adorable. Because, like, clearly it's something that they do often, and mm-hmm. Jack kind of take expects to, to be taken to lunch. It's, it's adorable. Um, and then he reads Will for filth. Right? On his um, previous relationships. And he defends Grace. He he says that bathroom is too small. So the bathroom is clearly, you know, uh, the sort of this, the bathroom, it's not about the bathroom, you know, right. in this whole episode. It's about something very different, which we're sort of coming to, we're sort of circling that right now. And what Jack is getting at is that Will's inflexible and stuffy and uptight and like completely unable to share his space. Um, Another heavy identify moment for me to say same would be an understatement um <laughs> but uh another great moment of physical comedy in this scene uh we get jack pulling out tape from will's tape dispenser on his desk so and funny he pulls it all the way over to the doorknob and tapes it there and then he grabs a pair of scissors while telling will all the things that make him a rigid terrible person to live with in in the context of his relationship with his ex michael and and uh, and he cuts the tape off at the end of his little rant. It's and so Eric McCormick hard. does this also. Like as soon as he cuts it, he like falls onto the desk, and it's like this really great moment of Sean Hayes comedy. Sean no, Hayes Eric falls. McCormick falls onto the desk as as Sean Hayes cuts the tape. Oh, he does. I didn't notice that. That's cute. I'm hearing my cats. I hear your cat too. Hi. <laughs> Go away. I'm busy. He's gonna scream until he he gets to be inside. Nope. I mean, 
So I understand that Jack is trying to advocate for Grace here, and he's trying... He's trying to say to his friend, like, look, you know, you are like this, and it pushes people away. But I can't quite get on board with this idea, with the idea that this is a wholly altruistic, you know, like that Jack's and Grace's motivations are totally for Will's own good. I think it's a little selfish what they're doing to him. And like, it doesn't really feel like either of them are trying to see things from Will's point of view at all. I agree. And so let's jump to the next scene and talk about that because Grace's idea, Will's idea of the solution is to bring home shelves from Bed Bath and Beyond. Which is wrong and stupid. Of course, he makes a huge joke about Beyond, (laughs) which I think we all did when that store became a thing. Um, But uh, one big bathroom? Are you insane? Sounds awful. What would make Grace think that one giant bathroom for two people who live separate lives and are not married is a good idea when you already have two bathrooms, two toilets, two sinks in your house. I was going to say this. I, I mentioned this in the last episode too, but Will's apartment is so big. He's like, <coughs> it's totally unrealistic to me that he, that they would already not be sharing that bathroom as it is. The fact that it needs to be made bigger is insane. There is a pedestal bathtub in the middle of the room. It doesn't even, it's not even against a wall and it's just like so large and unnecessary and has this gorgeous like walk-in shower. I mean, I have to be honest, when I was watching, I was a little bit like, if he has not had sex in that gorgeous pedestal bathtub, he is really wasting it. Yeah. Anyway, it's a terrible idea to try to simultaneously share a bathroom. Of course, roommates can share one bathroom, but... Of course. I think what she's getting at is that they could both be in there, like, doing their morning routines at the same time, and that's just not, not possible. No, no, it's so... Like, why wasn't the solution at first to be make the wall move in to Will's bathroom? I mean, I get it plumbing and whatever. Maybe you can't move the toilet, but which is against the wall of Grace's mm. bathroom. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It just logistically, what a garbage idea. What a terrible idea. And so Grace is being a little petulant in this episode. I'm I not so I'm not a Grace fan in this episode. Um, so what they decide then is... Is to do it. And I think that Will says... Well, she Let's, talks Will into it. She talks Will into it. And his first, of course, his he says it himself, saying no is a knee-jerk reaction. And I think he says, let's do it just to prove that he's not as rigid Absolutely. as Jack thinks he is, as Grace thinks he is, as, as I think he, I am. He thinks, as he thinks he is. Yeah. And, and as... I'm sorry, but the fact that they keep bringing up his ex, I, I think is hurtful. I think like, so too. My ex thought I was really rigid and inflexible, and told me about it all the time. And You're like, not though. I wouldn't. I would not say that about you at all. You wouldn't. I've never lived with you. Lots of people would. Really? Yeah. Most people in my life. Maybe it's because my rigidity and inflexibility overshadows yours. <laughs> <laughs> mm, I wouldn't say that. Sometimes they butt up against each other. But... Mm, that's true. <clears throat> um. So the next day. Next day or later? Later? Yeah, it must be the next day at work. Karen cannot be bothered to help Grace carry all that fabric across the... And she just... The first syllable of assistant is ass, so please get off yours. Ah, so good. (laughs) Um, I had a slit skirt 
like yeah, Grace is wearing. That's your and, fashion moment? Um, that is not my fashion moment. My fashion moment comes later. Great. Mine too. Okay. Uh, but I had a slit skirt like that, and I loved it. Mm. It made me feel so sexy at like 19 years old. I think that that could still make you feel sexy today, mm. and you should wear it. I think, I mean, like, there are certain items in Karen's wardrobe that are timeless. Like, a lot no, of no, it is super Grace, deeply Grace is 90s. A slit skirt. <clears throat> is she? I mean, Maybe Karen probably Karen wore one in the last episode. Right. <laughs> Those are hot. Yeah, I agree. I have Karen four. is. is in her advice, just both lovable and shallow. Yeah. Which she doesn't have any idea where Stan's bathroom is. Kind of the crux of Karen Walker. Yeah. That's why we love her. Uh, she's trying what else to happens to... in this scene? Uh, well, <clears throat> Karen learns how to assist. And I remember understanding that miracle worker joke because I was in it freshman year and I felt like I was part of the club. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I know what that is. That's... Yeah. Um, well, Karen just gives Grace a bunch of advice and says, and I'm glad someone says it, that sharing a bathroom is fucking insane. <laughs> yeah. Because why would you do Why would you that? do that? Ever. I just, I can't, I can't get behind that. When you are in an apartment with two bathrooms and you move down to one. Why? And Also you know, lowering the property value. Yep. Hey, uh, so Karen says she's been married twice. Does that mean she had a first husband before Stan or she was married twice before Stan? I think she had a first one before Stan is what she's And then she, she, this is her second marriage then. Yeah. Okay. And then um, we're back at home after work. So, yeah, let's talk about this. Uh, when Will comes home and Grace is sitting. Hold on. Can we just... She's sitting on the couch wearing heels. <clears throat> In her own home after work. R- ridiculous. Please explain to me who on earth would do that. You don't? Uh, I haven't worn heels in 10 years. <laughs> so Will comes home. Grace is sitting there and she says, can you get me some floss? And so he goes into his bathroom and she surprises him. She's knocked the wall down already. <sighs> I'm having oh palpitations. God. Oh my God. Like, that's such an invasion. Like, I mean... The so ostensibly still the lease is in his name, okay. And for her to just come in and be like, I'm not, I'm gonna knock a wall down and I'm gonna surprise him. She's known also, him for how long, and she thinks that like that he'll like that. And I think she that's dumb. She didn't I think it's show stupid. Him. It is stupid. And she didn't show him the blueprint. She just showed him those magazines. She didn't right. even show him the blueprint of her plans to tear up his house. Yes. Because yeah. there weren't PDFs in the emails back then, were there? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, maybe. But either way. At us. Let us know. That's insane. No. That is, I'm so not on Grace's side at all. <laughs> Me either. So next morning, <clears throat> Will and Grace are getting ready for their days. And Will comes in and he's like, oh, I have some misgivings. And he's like, all this trepidation. And Grace is just like, just go about your normal morning routine. So he puts on Sherilyn's Got to Be Real. What and she's like. She's like, whoa, 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 whoa. And he's like, what? And she goes, the line is, well, we're 50 men in a mirrored ball away from being a gay disco. Now, excuse me. Bitch, you moved in with a gay man. And she's the one who wanted this in the first place and said, do your thing. And then she turns off his music, knowing, by the way, that that's what he does every morning because she can hear it. This is his routine. Oh, my God. Such a brat. This is is where I start. Like, this this shit makes me itch. Because, like... 
as a gay man, I so often feel like everything I do is scrutinized in a totally different way than it is for other people. Because if I have a routine of some kind that involves a piece of gay culture, I'm doing air quotes, uh, it, it is utterly ridiculous to the people that observe it, including ex-boyfriends. Like What? Like, it's... Like, I like to, I don't think I'm alone in this, listen to musical theater when I clean. And, like, when my ex was around when I would clean, it was a thing. It was, it was like, here we go. And it wasn't because he didn't like the music. And it wasn't because, you know, it was too loud or invasive to his life. It was just that it was ridiculous. And I'm, 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 I'm so tired of that shit. And I think everybody is. And, like, also back to my original point you moved in with a gay man yeah I don't know what else to say about it it's 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 I mean she's pissing me off yeah she really pissed me off in this episode uh, so, especially knowing they'd been friends for so so long I know I know so then she apparently doesn't have time to do her hair the way she <laughs> likes to shows up at work Wearing the <laughs> ugliest hat I've ever seen. I, it's so ugly. Like, there are so many choices. Ding, 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 ding is my fashion moment. Because if anybody has seen the live action, I don't know, 1980-something uh, TV movie of the sequel to Alice in Wonderland called Alice Through the Looking Glass, Carol Channing plays <laughs> the White Queen, and she wears a hat that is exactly that shape and she sings a ridiculous song about jam mine is everything below the hat oh she is wearing a turtleneck with a blazer over it oh buttoned that goes past her hips and then these wide pants and I just well like why did we make the leap from 98 to 92 Uh, right and why was that your choice with that hideous hat? Was she trying for, like, a Willy Wonka vibe? <laughs> she calls herself the cat in the hat. Oh, no. So that's, yeah, that's my fashion moment. Oh, Beautiful. Absolutely gross. gorgeous. Thank you, 90s. Um, uh, Karen's hair is Karen's now. Yes. It's nice and... Yes, big and... Big yeah, and, she's wearing a fall. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And her offense is great. And, oh, my gosh, the amount of times in my life that I've said, Oh, devil! Yeah. <laughs> is, this is the first time we get that. Yeah, it's the first time we hear, oh, devil. And I just, I said that all the time. All the time. Karen has a fascinating little quote in this scene where she's talking about, she's trying to tell Grace that the bathroom's a terrible idea. And she's like, men don't like change. Gay, straight, bi, tie, they don't like change. How do we feel about that? Well, I don't think it's exclusively men, but I live with one, and if I, you know, move a thing, hmm. it's a problem. Really? Oh, yeah. Hmm. I personally love change. I love to move furniture around. I used to love moving. I I, I love change. I'm mm-hmm. a big fan of changing jobs and and you know, I'm 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 not afraid of change and my husband is the exact opposite. So for my experience, and with many, many, many other men in my life, <laughs> uh, I would say it's accurate, but also most humans don't like change. 
we're still on this thing about Will being inflexible. And, like, I don't like people fussing with my stuff either. Um, yeah, this is, I don't know. It, it gets harder and harder for me as this episode goes on. And it actually, on the first viewing, culminated in some tears for me. So, like, like I said, we'll get to that. But, um... I am assisting my ass off. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so next scene, um, we're back in Will's office. And this scene, interestingly enough, kind of mirrors the scene we just had with Karen and Grace. Karen and Grace have a scene where they're like, all men are like this. And then Will and Jack have this scene where they're like, all women are like this. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, I just, I feel like the progressiveness of this show is, like, gets a little overshadowed in this episode by some pretty, uh, difficult... Nonsense gender norms? Sexism. Yeah, no, gender norms and, you know, that sorts of non- sort of nonsense, but, like, sexism, too. Just, like, good old-fashioned sexism. Yeah. Men are this way. Women are this way. <laughs> like, ha, 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 19, 1998. Instead of these individuals are this way. Right. Which is better. Um, ladies and ladies. Right. Mr. Bitch goes to Washington. Yeah. Not, Not okay. sure. So like Jack is in Will, back in Will's um, office, and they're working on Jack's resume, and, like, Will also makes a joke about how a chorus girl will look, how being, how the credit chorus girl will look on a resume mm-hmm. and yada, yada, yada. And it's just so like today, watching it today, it feels lazy. It yeah, feels like exactly. lazy, sexist jokes that are just need to go. And because hey, here's looking, here's looking at you, too. Reboot. I really hope that, you know, we get an evolved Will and Grace. But he could put Chorus Boy on the resume, and that would still be funny. Exactly. You know chorus I mean? Boy is funny. I think Chorus Boys are hysterical. Yeah. <laughs> um, during this, they're editing Jack's resume, and Jack keeps leaning over and touching the keyboard and other things. And, mm-hmm. and eventually, Will just says, get away from my stuff and out of my face. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah. Hard agree. I literally wrote this down. I wrote... I wrote the same quote, get away from my stuff and out of my space. And then underneath it, I wrote, I'm on Will's side. Oh, fully on Will's side. First of all, I I worked in many offices in my lifetime. And in one of those offices, I sat at a giant desk. And most people in the office, if they needed something, would come to the front of the desk that had like a riser. Mm -hmm. And so I wouldn't be, they wouldn't be standing next to me. They'd be in front of me. Respecting your workspace. I was the receptionist. Mm -hmm. And you don't, you just don't do that. No. Unless you have to like look at it. Well, there was this one guy who would come up and he, if he needed like a meeting room or something, he would come up, he would put his hand on the back of my chair. (sighs) He would put his other hand on the arm of my chair and he would lean over and look at my computer while I was trying to get him a meeting room, and he would just be there. Ugh, that is disgusting. It was the worst. And I, like, I literally would scoot away from him when he came that close to me, and he would still do it. And just, if someone is touching my computer while I'm touching it without my permission, or, or like... Or can see my phone screen. Right, or or leans over and says, hey, what are you reading? Like, first of all, fuck you. What an annoying question. Um... It just... Don't, everyone stop doing that, please. Stop it. Just stop it. 
It's it's such it's so invasive. It's rude. Let them read. And definitely something I could have gone to HR about. And yes, with this, I was gonna say like, did you ever feel like comfortable maybe saying to him like, uh, could would you mind sorry standing over on that side of my desk? I'm working. No, because he was an executive and I was just the receptionist girl. And that's not something so awful that at like 28 I was able to do. Yeah. Today? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so. Oh, boy. Get away from my stuff and out of my space. You know what? I'm sorry. I know that that sounds like a little, ooh, how you say, exacting, but it's real. Like, get away from my stuff and out of my space. Everybody is entitled to their own space. Will works hard. He's a lawyer. He has his office that he clearly pays for from the revenue from his business. Right. He deserves it. Get away from my stuff and out of my space. The next scene. It's, it's hard. It's hard. This scene was not... <laughs> or this this episode was not funny for me. I laughed a couple ways. times at things, yeah. but like overall... There were a few moments, but like overall, this scene was just like, oof. It read more like a drama for me. Because Will comes home and he's having Harlan over for dinner, his biggest client. And the first thing he says to Grace is, you're going to wear that? To be fair, that dress... Does look like a slip. She's allowed to wear whatever she wants. No. Saying you're going to wear that to a person who is clearly dressed with a client coming over in three minutes. You don't say it. Yeah. You, you just don't say it. Like, you can think, ooh, that dress is a little slippy, a little sexy night out instead of dinner party at home with client. But you don't say that to a person three minutes before another human shows up to your apartment. Yeah, agree. I mean, and also, you're going to wear that. Are you dressed? Mm-hmm. Is that what you're wearing? Those are the... Don't say those things anymore, everyone. Yeah, stop. Stop doing that. But then... I was back on Will's side because that is... But that is literally exactly how I am when things aren't going the way that I want them Me to. Too. Me too, so much. And he also, he's like, what's wrong with this cheese plate? What are these pillows? Like, well, and, and like... It's not that Grace did it wrong. It's that she didn't do it the way Will would. And oh man, is that me. Like, oh, you're doing it like that. I also, though, again, want to stand up for Will because like, yes, Grace does live there. It is her apartment. As she states, she's like, look, yeah, I put pillows out. It's I live here now. Right, yeah. You know, which is totally defensible. But again, she knows Will and He's yes. got his biggest client coming over, and she knows he's stressed out about the bathroom. She's pushing it. She it's is. It's not fair to Will, and it he really ends up isn't. looking like the villain. Oh, yeah. I'm still way on his side. Yeah. Um, so then he whines about the pillows, and he whines about the goat There's some, figurine. Yeah, this is a weird figurine. And um, then he catches himself, and he says, yeah. sorry, I'm a little anxious about Harlan coming over. Which is valid. Right. And he's trying. And also, she's... These giant pillows on his couch. That are ugly. That are not cute. Except they're gorgeous Chinese silk. Sure, (laughs) totally. As she says. But like, you know, that's a lot of change. This client dinner is happening. She knows who Will is as a person. She's been friends with him for, what, 12, 13 years? Right. And and she still does this to him on this day? It's It's pushing it. It's pushing it. And it (laughs) just makes me so mad. And then Harlan arrives and... You cannot behave that way. We're, we, we skipped. We, have to we go did. Back. He he says, "Sorry, I'm a little anxious about Har- Harlan oh, okay. coming over." And then she 
says something else and continues to push it. And then Will snaps Mm -hmm. and he starts to yell. And he's like, all of this has to go through me from now on. Oh, right. And then the doorbell rings and Harlan's there. And as they're walking to let him in, Grace is like, don't do this to me. Don't do this. I'm not Michael. I'm sorry. That is a friend fuck up. And she owes him an apology. I agree. I fully agree. Do not drag exes into this when you know that there is some trauma there, some residual feelings, some emotions left over from a person who has left him after seven years together and who, who, according to this episode, had a huge problem with how inflexible Will was. And, and just she like that, just that seems right really back in, her, in his she, face. He, she threw it in his face because she wants a bigger bathroom. I I can't get behind her. It's not okay. No. So then Harlan's there, and he delivers the monologue <laughs> of a lifetime. So it's wonderful, freaking funny. Because Gary Grubbs, the actor played Harlan. Gary Grubbs. Mm-hmm. They sit there like fucking children. You cannot behave that way if you're an adult. You have to suck it up. I literally wrote, Grace, the door slam, grow up. Will's at work. I just, I, I can't. (gasps) Yeah, I've stayed at the Hyatt. I wrote that too. (laughs) I wrote that quote down. I love that quote. Because Harlan is. I've stayed at the Hyatt. Harlan maintains his sweet wonderfulness. (sighs) And he, he's, he can feel the tension in the air. And then Grace excuses herself. And slams the door. Instead of just sucking it the fuck up. For an hour and a half while Harlan is there. Having some cheese and some wine and chilling the fuck out and then dealing with it later. I just can't believe that people over 30 would ever behave like this. I mean, I know they do. But it's gross. It's gross. Um, And I just, again, I love Harlan. Um, Also, so she goes into the bathroom and draws a bath in the only bathroom now in the apartment while there's company over. How fucking rude is that? It's so childish. That is so rude. What if Harlan has to pee? What, he has to go see a neighbor? I didn't even think of it like that. She stole the only bathroom in the apartment to have a bath because she's mad at Will for something. So Harlan leaves. Grace (laughs) is having a bath. Will goes into the bathroom where, I'm sorry, I'm going to interrupt our, our summary here because Will has a rattan stool in his bathroom. And it's ugly. And I am... Calling it back to the previous episode where we had an argument over whether or not rattan furniture was cute. So I googled, is rattan furniture cute? The answer is yes. Unequivocally. March 31st, 2017, countryliving.com. August 14th, 2017, Refinery29. Find me a better news source. You can't. We've got Pinterest. We've got Amazon. We've got literally cute Furniture.com. You cannot argue with that, Carolyn. I Wayfair. Fully... You buy th- things from Wayfair. I do. Shop niche boutique. No, I disagree. I'm sorry. I cannot abide. Cannot. And uh, as Grace says, I am overwhelmed by my good taste. At her. At me. I don't care. At her. Go for At it. At me and agree. <laughs> At me and like. Go ahead. Let David have this win. Thank you. <laughs> But it's not about letting me have a win. It's just admitting that I have one. Thank you. So we're in the bathroom. Grace is in the tub. Will is standing by. He says, I think we need to rethink this living situation. And she says... Bailing. Oof. Then Will says, 
if I can't make this work with you, what hope do I ever have of having another relationship? Oh, I'll tell you. Living with a roommate is not nearly the same as living with a partner. Tell me about that. Talk about the differences between those two things, those two activities. Well, you're way more respectful. <laughs> you're a roommate. Really? <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. Uh, yeah. And also, if you're I've, co-owners... Okay. You remember Mad About You? I just... I, I, you just referenced I Paul Reiser in the last episode. I just talked about Paul Reiser in the last episode. Right. <laughs> okay, well, do you remember that moment where Helen Hunt walks into the, the living room with a toilet paper thing and toilet paper, and she looks at... Paul Reiser, and she goes, she she puts the toilet paper on the toilet paper thingy, and she says, it's not that hard, and she walks away from him. That's what living with a partner is like. <laughs> living with a roommate, you're like, hey, do you think if you use the last of the toilet paper, you could maybe actually put some toilet paper back on the thing? Totally. You know? Totally. No. Yes. Living living with your partner, wildly different than living with roommates. Mm. <laughs> when you clean a thing and your roommate fucks it up in five minutes, it's like, oh, I just cleaned that. Jeez. Not with your partner. With your partner, you're like, hey, I just cleaned. Sometimes living with roommates can be that way, though, too. Yeah. Like, I mean, sometimes, it's been a while since like, I've lived with a roommate. Like, I had a roommate who I lived with, and we were just kind of like, well, we are super close, and so it's okay. Yeah. Um, And we would totally just say whatever was on our minds. <laughs> Um, but this idea of bailing, she's talking about, she says, Will, you're bailing. You can't bail on me. And the conclusion is that she convinces him not to bail, and they both agree that the large bathroom is not working. They agree to move the wall in so that they have equal-sized bathrooms, a beautiful compromise. Um, the moment when they make up, and he hands her the loofah and sits on the edge of the tub, and she says, look at you compromising i don't remember the rest of it i think so something like that and it's really beautiful though it's really sweet and then she puts her arms around him and pulls him into the tub and it's just so we're back to that friendship oh you're naked yeah they Uh, do bring it right back yeah they do that for us really well it's back to intimate and familiar and and i love that fun again yeah we're fun again because this episode was tough yeah it was tough especially both of us identifying so hard with many of the things about will yep and that's the episode so care what were your takeaways um man do i identify with being a control freak and mm. it really is like i i work on it a lot i have a husband who is decidedly the opposite of me <laughs> um and so it's something that i've had to confront about myself and we have a wonderful friend and mentor and teacher in our lives named sasha who Asks us to self-identify. Yes. And shout out to Sasha for being amazing because self-identifying is very important and it yes. is something um, know thyself. that I, I work on quite a lot. Uh, and also just put the ketchup back where you found it, I guess. <laughs> um, and then also just as in the first episode, apologize to your friends and move on. Yeah. Apologize to your friends and move on. Yeah. It's important. Yeah, unless it's a, you know, if it's a toxic friendship, of course get rid of it. But for friends like these, apologize, move on. Yep. David, what about you? What were your takeaways from this episode? Um, I, well, it hit really close to home with this idea of, like, being a good gay person. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, I feel so often, like, um, as a gay man, what's expected of me is a certain level of 
like I, I must be you know perfectly ba- a perfect balance of femininity and masculinity in all the right you know scenarios i have to be fastidiously laid back but also casually perfect and if i feel too strongly about anything i'm being too intense but if i don't care enough about something i'm like am i even gay like and i'm really tired of it and um the fact that they keep bringing up you know his ex and like will's deep deep worry that you know this thing that he has inside him where he just cares really deeply about the, his his surroundings and his and the situations that he puts himself in i don't think that's a bad thing i don't think it's a bad thing to care a lot about you know what you do and and who you are and i think that i'm also trying to be more forgiving of myself because i used to really not let, not let myself off the hook for um being the person that i am and having some compassion for my own you know desire for order is what i'm taking away from this episode well i think you're perfect i think you're perfect thank you all so much for tuning in today to will and grace and vodka um as usual if you enjoyed what you heard today we would love and appreciate it if you could check out a uh iTunes and rate us and review us. Um, can they also rate and review on other platforms? Yes, they can uh, rate and review on Google Play, on Stitcher. Awesome. Um, you can like us on Facebook at Will and Grace Pod, and you no, can Will like... and Grace and Vodka on Facebook. Well, the the dot com slash is Will and Grace Pod. Oh, but you can search Will and Grace and Vodka and find us, and find us on Twitter and Instagram where we post all kinds of things at um, Will and Grace Pod. Um, ratings and reviews help us get out there and uh, bring this to more people. So it would be awesome if you could give us a little rating unless you don't like us and then... Leave us alone. Yeah. Our vodka this week was Tito's, as you know. (laughs) And we had more Bloody Marys today. The darling PJ Hankey is the genius behind our theme song. How we love him. We'll see you next week. Say goodnight, Gracie.